This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me, as always, are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And today we're going to talk not just about dogs, but dogs and people. How do your emotions affect your dog? Because they do. We all know our emotions can oh, cause yeah. a reaction in our dog if we're sad or really happy or if we're grieving. When, when my husband passed away... Bashir, and I've talked about this on other podcasts, but Bashir was glued to my side all the time. He knew mom wasn't happy. Mom was grieving. Mom was upset. And then as I settled down, I watched Bashir settle down. He was a reflection. He was a mirror. And so I saw a lot of what I was doing in Bashir. So they do. They're very much affected by our emotion. And a certain TV trainer, who I will not mention, because I don't care for everything he does, but he talks a lot about controlling your emotions with your dog, and that part I do agree with. Being calm. Being calm. So first of all, let's talk about our emotions with puppies, and we do teach baby puppy classes. We see a lot of puppies, and we see the issues when the owner is frustrated or upset or goes the other direction and is too excited with the puppy. <laughs> or, or coddles the puppy, no matter if it's doing good or bad. Just like this mother instinct seems to kick in. The nurturing. Yeah, the nurturing. Especially I don't the even, that's ones. not a good one either, because, you know, a, a good mother would say, knock it off. It's just, right. the, I don't, uh, what is it? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. it's like they have this possession that they like just the way it is, even though it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, oh, or, or, oh, I don't want to stunt his spirit. Or break his spirit. Break, break his spirit. Yes, we've heard yeah. that one. In the meantime, yeah, he's just chewing up your arms. and Spinning in circles. Okay. and Even though Mama Dog would happily yeah. crush his spirit on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> just take him down just a little bit. Yeah. You can control that spirit. And then build them back up and then take them down. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, one of my favorite exercises in puppy class is, you know, rile them up and settle them down. Mm-hmm. Get them all excited. Get them crazy. And then the human has to set the trend by going quiet and calm and still and helping their puppy get calm and, and quiet. And, and that's what we do because, you know, when we're calling it out, it's like, rile them up. Get ex-. We're telling the owners, get excited. Get happy. Get Bounce all crazy. Around, around. And then we say, okay, stop. Settle them down. Have them sit. Then I was, and I yelled at the owners. It's like, okay, now deep breath. Owners, relax. Bring your calm. Bring it down. And when you see it happen, all of a sudden you see the puppies go, oh. And they sit there. It's, like, it's I love it. I love watching that. The ones who do it correctly. And then the ones who are just still like wound up. I'm telling the owners, deep breath, calm. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, boom. There you go. Every now and then we'll even get somebody. We have to say, okay, put the leash down now. Shake it out. Yeah, shake, shake it, it all out. <laughs> deep breath, deep breath. Yeah, shake shake out those arms. Right. Relax. Uh-huh. Relax yeah. so you can help your dog do it. Mm-hmm. And then the same goes with the family kids. We hear a lot of instances of the kids are out in the backyard playing, going 100 miles an hour, and then one of the kids is 
bitten on the back of the leg by the puppy. Because the puppy's also been worked up to 100 miles yeah. an hour. On yeah. a regular basis. Yes. And the instructions then are separate dogs and kids, put puppy on the leash, teach the kids, rile them up and settle them down. Yeah, right. In other words, kids get excited and then kids calm down. Yeah. And then you teach the puppy excited and calm down and then get them together with the puppy on the leash. Yep. And if you make a game out of it, then the kids are more apt to cooperate. Sure. So, of course, my brain goes to... Oh, God. Oh, our care brain is there that one. Goes. <laughs> Punk. Thank you for the warning. I do try to warn. All the different ways that a puppy dog could be getting the information. Yes. I mean, we know the dogs are very good, even puppies, about body language. Right. And micro changes in our body language. So there's that. The tone of voice. Tone of voice and, and move. Yeah, well, movement, movement, body language. Tension. Mm-hmm. Whether you see tension or not. And smell. Pheromones. Pheromones, hormones. Mm-hmm. That's what, yeah. yeah. How many How many students or yourself with the pregnant? Oh, they're pregnant. sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the dogs are acting up. Mm-hmm. My German Shepherd was protective. I mean, he was my shadow anyway. But when I was pregnant, it was like, nobody get near mom. And when I was, once I had Kayla, then he was like, yeah. You can have mom. You can watch a kid. You have mom. I'm good. I'll babysit. I'm now the nanny. Transferred over. Yeah. I'm like, dude, really? Come on. I'm to my buddy. Now you were just the baby vessel. Yes. But yeah, it's very interesting. I've even had some people talk about, you know, your energy field and mm-hmm. how they can now show that on chromatography and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Whether that changes and whether puppy dogs can pick up on that. Ooh, our energy fields. <laughs> and Kate is gone. <laughs> yeah. Woo, 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 woo. You know, a couple of Tai Chi, all of the Tai Chi instructors talk about that. Uh-huh. You know, your energy flow and, and your chi. Your chi and using it. You don't have to touch to use that flow and it should be moving and all of that. Just wonder how much the... I know what if I do the Tai Chi at home, the dogs are... They either want to get involved or they just go, ah, and relax. Well, how many times in class has there been, and we're just talking puppies right now, a problem puppy or a puppy who can't settle down, and one of the three of us takes a puppy and just walks away and the puppy calms down? Oh, yeah. Even Uh without really consciously doing a whole lot Mm -hmm. as far as training Mm -hmm. just taking the puppy away and we through practice naturally are a bit calmer or a lot calmer than many of the puppy owners and just get the puppy away from the owner's energy or emotions Mm -hmm. or frustration and the puppy goes oh yeah thank you yeah and you see the owners on the the, uh sitting on the bench is going how did you do that And, of course, I have pondered that. I think a lot of it is when we pick up a puppy, we're not squeezing it to stop it. We're just giving it just enough pressure Mm -hmm. to stop the thrashing. But we're not putting more pressure on to make the puppy dog fight it. Right. 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 So I think there's a certain amount of... There are people that can do that with human babies, and I'm I'm in awe of them. (laughs) I'm not because I don't touch the human babies. (laughs) 
baby cry. I, I don't, right. Puppies and Excuse kittens. Excuse me, baby crying over here. Somebody yeah. do something about it. Now, foster kittens I can do. I can take a foster kitten who's stressed and lonely and missing mom and scared and wrap him up like a little burrito and hold him. No, she shoves him down her shirt. Well, or shove him down my shirt. <laughs> One of the two. You know, there's the reason for cleavage. Yeah, but... <laughs> like that picture on Facebook somebody sent me that kittens, lovely little soft little buttons of fur with great big eyes and razor blades for feet. <laughs> That's why you heard me say wrap it up ah, like a little burrito. Okay. Yep. You take a washcloth and you just yep. wrap up the baby kitten. Before you shove it on your shirt. Yes. And the kitten calms down. So there is, you know, there's knowing what to do. There's confidence. There's practice. Practice. There's calm. Being able to calm yourself. You know, if I have a litter of five foster kittens who are orphaned, who lost their mom, and they're scared to death, if I get all worked up, then those five little kittens are going to die of heart attacks. But if I'm calm and can calm them, and I have a calm dog who can wash their face and bottoms, then that helps too. (laughs) So, yeah. Now, if we move away from puppies to Dogs in training, especially adolescent dogs. <laughs> I was going to say, sometimes I think adolescent dogs need even more than puppies. Than, than puppies. Yeah. Puppies are probably yeah. easily aroused because they haven't been away from mom and litter mates very long. And they're just little bundles of emotion themselves. But teenage dogs, they've got all those changes going on in their brain, plus hormones. Just like human teenagers. Just like human teenagers. And they're bigger and stronger. And they're bigger yeah. and Whatever stronger. Whatever the breed is, they're yeah. bigger right. and stronger than they were as puppies. Yeah. Right. And I think for us, especially in a training situation, but living with a teenage dog too, calm is your best friend. Being able to take a deep breath and calm yourself, especially when the teenager's acting up. Because even when a puppy's crazy, they're still like, I want to be with you. But the teenage dogs are also, I'm crazy and... I, I want to get away from you. And that mm-hmm. riles up the people too. Right. Yeah. Like get disappointed. Uh-huh. Or upset. He doesn't want to be with me anymore. Mm-hmm. He used mm-hmm. to snuggle. Now he doesn't want to snuggle. And so they're hurt. And then that comes through in their relationship with their dog. Or how many times that they're just frustrated. We get in class from one week to the next week. And they just, oh, it's been a rough day or a rough week. I'm so frustrated. And they just come in like that. And then we take the dog away. We work them. And it's like. No. There is hope. There There is hope on the horizon. Okay. Yep. Yep. I think the emotions that are the most counterintuitive for people, especially with an adolescent dog, is you do get frustrated and you do get angry. Mm -hmm. And we know that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been a long time since Kate's had a teenage puppy. But Patron and I have (laughs) young ones. And Hero's a wonderful dog, soon to be three years old. Wonderful dog. And he wasn't really a terrible adolescent, but there were times when he pushed my last button and the reaction tends to get frustrated or angry or blast that puppy. You know that, you know what the household rules are. You know you're not, for example, for Hero, you're not allowed to chase the cat. You've never been allowed to chase the cat. And now you're chasing the cat. And those emotions don't help anything. Getting frustrated or angry and letting your dog feel those emotions from you don't help anything at all. With Hero, with his temperament, he would get submissive. He would crouch. He would act like I beat him with a two by four. 
when he was never touched in anger, but because my emotions were coming through like that, it was like he was going to die and crawl through the floor. <laughs> Whereas other dogs I've had would almost fight back. Not physically fight back, but emotionally would fight back. I remember Logan, he was tough. He'd correct him and stuff. He'd turn around and I swore he was cussing me out. Flipping in the paw. Yeah, like, really? Like, yo, you come over here and make me feel... Keely. Keely. Yeah, thank God she was little. I just pick her up. Keely would cuss your new face. Yeah. Keely was a Pomeranian. Oh, and, yeah, she had a nickname. Yeah, the Wolverine. I called her the Wolverine. Yeah, the Wolverine. I called her the Tasmanian Devil. <laughs> Both were appropriate. <laughs> yep. Yep. So with, with Hero, I had to consciously stop myself, take a deep breath, think about reinforcing his training without coming across too heavy, too hard, and make sure he understood that he wasn't allowed to chase the cats or whatever without causing him to curl up into a little ball and die. I hate the behavior, but I love you. I hate the behavior, but I love you. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. The really the successful students, or I should say the students that haven't needed a whole lot of help with that, seem to be those where their kids are just in their 20s. They can, they're through with their kids being teenagers. They can oh, look yeah. back and go, oh, I can worked. do this. Yeah. <laughs> this worked, that didn't. I'm just going through it. It won't last as long with my puppy. I have skills. I have coping skills. And they have that perspective. Yes, yes. Or they've raised many a puppy. Yes. And they still have that perspective. There's a gentleman, the grandpa, grandma, raising their granddaughter, yeah. who's the same age as the adolescent dog. And the other day he says, this is using up all my patience. <laughs> <laughs> a granddaughter the same age as the dog. Mentally, emotionally. I said, but you did it with your kids. You can do this. He goes, but I'm older. I said, you can still do this. Yeah. Wiser. Just, older and wiser, older though. Than... <laughs> uses energy better. Yeah. For many thoughts, I almost wonder if we should have gotten something younger or older, but not the same age as my granddaughter. <laughs> but it was interesting that he had pointed but it out. But the dog will grow up faster. Yeah, that's what I told him. <laughs> Don't worry. Hang out. Good luck with the daughter, but the dog will get through it faster. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> right. And then as they get older... <laughs> That can change, too. Walter, old man now, doesn't see well, doesn't hear well. No, I no, he doesn't him. hear at all. Doesn't hear at all. I adore Walks him. Walking. I have always adored him. But sometimes I'm like, I am trying to feed you. Why won't you eat? Yes. You know, you're begging for food. I have tried four different things of food. What do you want? <laughs> yes. And then I... And he's <gasps> probably, in all reality, has a little cognitive senile dementia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure. So sure. deaf, mostly blind, a little bit of senility. But he's what, 14, 14 and a half, 15. He's really, he's up there in years. So, yeah. I don't do time. So I'll, be, I'll believe whatever you say. Yeah, he's 14 or 15. Yeah. When I was doing some research on, on canine cognitive disorder, disorder um, too, it was interesting that quite often the other dogs in the family get mad at the older dog. Yes. Because he's not acting right. Yeah. Is and, the supposition. Anyway, yes. in this one right. article. And yeah, the behavior has changed and they're kind of going, you know better than to do that. And But they don't. The older dog doesn't. Yeah. Well, and you've had issues with Quill, your younger dog. Right. Right. Yeah. It's okay. I say that about my dad. Do you? <laughs> has he, 
he's getting older. I'm like, what was it? You you and I were talking about our dads. Uh, Losing some of their social Uh, mores. Yeah. Inappropriate comments. Yours is making inappropriate comments on Facebook. Yeah. Mine made inappropriate comments to waitresses at restaurants. (laughs) Hi, sweetie. Oh. Things they would not have done in their previously years. Now that they're older, they're doing it. Oh, yeah. My dad embarrassed my mom so many times. She'd come home from a restaurant with him and call me going, I'm never taking him out again. And I said, Mom, calm. (laughs) Same thing I tell a dog owner. Calm. (laughs) Getting angry at him only eggs him on more. He's getting your attention. He's getting your goat. He's pushing your buttons, and it's working. And she goes, (gasps) (gasps) I'm trying to figure out how this figures in. uh, So uh, on my way into the pharmacy pick up something a gentleman in an electric wheelchair or scooter one of those scooter chairs had tried to go up or down the sidewalk and it tipped it over oh so, so my mother did and hurt her shoulder yeah those are dangerous the scooter's over he's on the ground and there are two women in their 20s they're trying to help but they're basically just kind of fluttering around him going <laughs> oh 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 what should we do oh what should we do and, calm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Take I, a deep breath. Calm. <laughs> I found myself as I walked to them, gathering up calmness. Yes. Hey, how you doing down there? You okay? You hurting? Are you all right? Okay. Hi, ladies. Okay, now let's get the scooter back up. There we go. Thank <laughs> you. You take that part. You take, you know, giving them directions. But I felt myself gathering up calm. Yes. This situation and needs I bet, calm. And I bet when you went into that situation calm, the two ladies probably calmed down. They did. Yeah. They did. Yep. Somebody was taking charge. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted to help, but they had no idea what. So just being right. told, you do that, you do that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, ironically, too, because I had seen people passing them as I was parking the car. But with them fluttering, people, people didn't want to get involved. I go over, and I'm like, we're going to do this one. All of a sudden, there were three guys there ready to pick him up. Three guys that didn't know each other. Yeah. Helping to pick the guy up and yeah. check him all over. And I don't know what, how somebody just sees that from a distance and says, I don't want to get involved. It's crazy over there. Or right. Sure. I can help. Let's take a break to talk about our sponsor for our podcast, which is Pets Are Kids 2, T-O-O. They make a line of natural health care products. In our past podcast, we've talked about their ear cleaner and their dental preventative, dental health preventative, and we really like those products. We've tried them. All three of us have tried them. Today, I'd like to talk about their premium pet calming bites. So I think Petra has used it on both of her English shepherds. Yeah, I have. Usually in the past, well, with this weather we've been getting, we've had quite a few thunderstorms. And they weren't really bad ones, but, you know, when I know they're coming, we get an alert. I actually gave my boys, in my case, for their size, two of these little calming bites. They're, uh, what are they, peanut butter and bacon flavored. So they actually don't smell bad whatsoever. And they worked well. They're not, they don't kick in as quickly as you would do if you gave a Benadryl. But I would say 30 to 45 minutes after I've given them, they were relaxed. Which is great. That's Which all you need. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. They were in. I liked them. I mean, if I had a choice to give this or a Benadryl, I definitely would, would use I could those. see this if your dog's, say you've got a young dog who's nervous in the car. Yeah. 
or nervous about going to the veterinarian's office. Exactly. Because this has, what's interesting, uh, the ingredients in here has uh, chamomile, uh, passion flower, tryptophan, valerian root, and ginger. Um, and then peanut butter and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe they also said that there were no chemical additives in there, correct? No, correct. Yeah, that was that was all that's in there. Yeah, and and they do promote us being uh, helping with the separation anxiety, car rides, which is good because a lot of our uh, students, young dogs, get car sick. Yeah, so this is a good one to tell them about. Um, nervousness, hyperactivity, letting like thunderstorms come around. Sure. So I was actually very pleased with it. Oh, cool. It's the kind of thing that if you are pretty sure, or even have a suspicion that your puppy dog is going to get worried about something, go ahead and give them the calming bit. I mean, it's not going to be harmful. No, not at all. And try to head off any anxiety or reaction yeah. to well, the just, car you know, Yeah, and then, which in this case, when I was hoping that with the thunderstorms, I knew they were coming, so I had given them early enough, and when it came through, they were just like, oh, all right. It wasn't, they weren't freaked out or anything, as if I did not give it to them. So I did see a nice that's good. That's cool. We particularly like this company, not just because their products are natural or natural ingredients, which we do like, and all three of us lean towards those types of products, but Pets Are Kids too also donates a portion of the proceeds from every product purchased to helping pets with cancer. Their goal is that this year, 2019, their goal is to help save 100 pets that have been diagnosed with cancer. And 100 and pets may not seem like a lot, but to the owners of those pets and to those individual pets, that's a huge thing. That's the interesting twist, if we will. Um, I mean, it's worthwhile and good to fund research. Sure. And do those sort of things. But what they are doing is individual families. Right with dogs that have been diagnosed with cancer. And the money's going those, directly to... Right them. Yeah. yeah. Right where it's needed at that moment. Right. And cancer right. treatments are not cheap. Oh, Lord, oh, You went through it with one of your Rottweilers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a tough time, and you have financial worries on the top of it. It's not good. So it's really nice that they're doing immediate care with families. It means a lot to these. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A lot. And we've all lost dogs to cancer. I've lost yeah. two dogs to cancer. I've lost a few. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've all faced that. So having a company make that their specific goal is absolutely awesome. Also, if you buy a product from Pets Are Kids 2, you'll see on the label, on the back, a square or rectangle that says, email them a picture of your pet with the product that you bought. And then they will reply with a picture of the specific pet that's being helped by your purchase. And, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It makes really it makes, it, yeah, yeah, it makes a personal touch. It's kind of cool. So if you're interested in taking a look at these calming bites or if you want to see more about them, you can go to petsarkids2too.com. And if you decide to purchase something in the code, square put in the code pet 15 for 15 percent off your order so take a look at these premium pet calming bites especially if your dog does have some anxiety in certain situations all right that's it sit stay it's a doggy dog world we'll be right back after a short pause 
Well, four to be exact. DGP is an all-natural formula proven to help aging pets with joint and mobility problems. It goes to work quickly, providing vital nutrients to the joints while reversing the effects of age. Some people see results in as little as seven days. Don't let your dog struggle another day. Call 800-521-0543 or visit dgpforpets.com and enter the code DOGGY, that's D-O-G-G-Y, for 25% off your first order and free shipping. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. Well, we have, the three of us have a mutual friend who we know gets excited in an emergency. Yeah. And sometimes when she gets excited, she just freezes. Oh, yeah. And that's not useful either. There's a happy medium between the <laughs> fluttering and the freezing. And I think both benefit from the calm. Freezing isn't calm. Freezing is the brain shuts down and you can't think. Whereas if you can go to the middle ground there, right. not fluttering, not freezing, and the same applies to working with a dog. I mean, if you freeze when your dog acts up, you're not helping your dog there either. Mm-hmm. If you're too excited when your dog acts up, you're, you're not helping, you're not helping <laughs> there either. You got to find that middle ground and take that deep breath and go, okay, when you take a deep breath, you're calming yourself and you're giving your brain some extra oxygen. You can... That's how it works in. (laughs) So often our students are fluttering over their dogs and we come along and say, now calm. Now here's what you're going to do with your dog. Right. We give them a pathway. Right. That they can follow. Up until then, they say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I never birthed no babies before. Right. And they just don't know what to do. That's true. Yeah, I think we do it so instinctual now. We don't think about it. Yeah, but you're right because I I don't probably do it many times in our classes and i'll go up to somebody and just hand on the shoulder now take a deep breath yeah hold on here take a deep breath now here don't ignore the dog for the moment just calm down yeah the plan and we do it so instinctually we just and i'm doing the first week puppy classes now it's been a few years since i've done them so i i started with them in january and i do that every first week puppies acting up okay sit on your leash don't pet your puppy right now don't talk to your puppy take a deep breath let the puppy relax. Okay, now we'll teach sit. Right. You know, but sit on that leash. Just let the puppy find his spot. Take a deep breath. Now I'm going to be calling them fluttery people. <laughs> but I think a lot of the fluttery people, their feelings themselves are 
uh, embarrassment about their puppy acting up. Sure. And so they're as well as not knowing what, what to not do. Knowing what to do. They mm-hmm. love their puppy. Yeah. They obviously want to do the best by their puppy because they're coming to us for training, but they don't know what to do. They're a little bit embarrassed or a lot embarrassed, especially if the puppy's really acting out. And then that becomes a vicious circle. They don't know what to do. They want to do their best. The puppy's acting out. They don't know what to do. And it's just the circle. The building. Yeah. Building. Yeah. yeah. So we've talked about puppies. We've talked about teenagers. we talked about older dogs. It's the in-between between the teenager and the old dog that I think the dogs are the best at reading us. When you've got an adult dog that's been with you all his life, he's been living with you, he can read you like a book. He can mm-hmm. read your micro changes. Oh, yeah. I know Bones can. Yeah. I know Bones can read me like the proverbial book. And Bashir before him, Bashir was the same way. I can look at them and read my emotions better than I can look at myself and read my emotions. Yeah. You know, because he mirrors me. If I'm upset, if I'm calm, if I'm happy, I don't get upset a whole lot anymore. But if I'm calm or happy or relaxed, yeah. But if I'm in the training class and a dog's giving us a hard time, I can look over at Bones and see him going, rumble, 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 rumble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Muttering under his breath. Either that or he's staring at the dog. He's in, Bones is in his wagon and he's watching that dog. And often... I watch the dog, I look at Bones, I look back, and and I can, it's the three of us. The dog that's having the issue, Bones and myself. And it's like, okay, well, Bones just reaffirmed to me that. Well, they are great biofeedback machines. Oh, they are. Yes, yes. I mean, pet a dog when you're nervous or excited, and it's pet, 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 pet. And you'll see the dog either get irritated or wound up. Or leave. Or leave. Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with it. And then sometimes some dogs will shove their head in there and say, now calm down. Yes. Mm-hmm. They will help mm-hmm. with the emotions. Yeah. Both Bones and Hero do that. Yeah. Bashir wasn't nearly as overtly affectionate as these two, but he was there. Yeah. He was always there. He was always within hand reach. Now, Cisco was the crawl under your skin. I will make you better by crawling under your skin. <laughs> sweet boy yeah cisco was yeah. a very yeah. sweet boy so i guess the the idea that we want to convey to you is your dog does feel all your emotions depending on his age and his level of experience with you and and where he is in life he may or may not mirror them he may need more from you you may need to control your emotions a little bit more but like Kate said, they're biofeedback machines. So instead of doing yoga with goats, do yoga with your dog. Yes, yes. Let him do his good work with you. Poncho would be in my face looking at constantly. <laughs> well, so would Hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's Bob doing? And, like, and then we giggle and I fall over. <laughs> but that's relaxing too. <laughs> that is too. Yes. All right, that's it from us this time. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. 
Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. 